Well, hello everyone and welcome to this week's Mustard Seed Leadership where we are on episode six of our series called Seven Signs of Good Governance. And once again, a reminder, why is it so important that we get this kingdom leadership thing right? Well, here's an example in Judges chapter five, verses one and two, the song of Deborah, who was the judge of Israel, who lived in, in that amazing victory. And it says in verse one, it says, on that day, Deborah and Barak, son of Abinoam sang this song, when the princes of Is in Israel take the lead, when the people willingly offer themselves, praise the Lord. <laughs> I love that. When the princes who should be leading rise up and lead well, and the people willingly follow after them, praise the Lord. It is a glorious thing when someone uses their spiritual gift to the glory of God. When, when those with a leadership gift use that gift in a God-honoring way, when people follow in a God-honoring way. It really is a glorious thing, and God is praised. Now, we can't control how people respond to our leadership, but we can take a lead in a God-honoring way, and that's my encouragement to every one of us. Uh, if God has put a leadership gift in you, and you wouldn't be listening to this or watching uh, if it wasn't, but if we take that, grow it and develop it in a God-honoring way, it really is something worthy of praise. Now, over the last couple of weeks, we've been mentioning some of those signs which may indicate a lack of good governance in your life. Let me remind you, number one, lack of peace. Number two, a lack of order. Number three, a lack of respect. Number four, a lack of discipline. Number five, a lack of productivity. And each of those we've looked at in a little bit more detail over the past couple of weeks. We've also looked at the three biggest enemies that we are going to face. And I'm going to dig a little bit deeper and take a moment looking at some of them. Remember the first one, if we're going to begin to uh, exercise better governance in our leadership, enemy number one is a fear of conflict because you're a people pleaser. It's the fear of facing conflict and possibly offending people that sometimes makes us hold back. Or secondly, a lack of confidence. Personal insecurities hold us back when we should be stepping forward. And the third giant that we're going to face is indifference. In other words, not rising up and taking responsibility, but rather giving away or abdicating that responsibility to others. Let me take a moment and just put those first two together because they actually come from the same root, that, that being a people pleaser or that lack of confidence. Both are rooted in a poor identity which results in needing to get your affirmation and build your identity on what other people think about you, which makes you a people pleaser. Now, Galatians 1 verse 10, Paul said this. He says, am I now trying to win the approval of men or of God? Or am I trying to please men? If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a servant of Christ. Yikes, that's quite convicting. Basically what he's saying is, is actually you have to choose your master. You have to choose who is Lord of your life. Either you're going to be pleasing Jesus or you're going to be pleasing people, but you have to decide who is the real Lord of your life. It's a lordship issue. In uh, John chapter 12, verses 42 and 43, Jesus said it like this. Yet at the same time, many even among the leaders believed in him, but because of the Pharisees, they would not confess their faith for fear that they would be put out of the synagogue. For they loved praise from men more than praise from God. Now, there is the root of the problem. They loved praise from men more than the praise of God. That's what's going to hold us in insecurity, making us a people pleaser, not allowing us to make the tough call or they have the awkward conversation because we're desperate for the approval of others. The root of the problem. Only way to deal with this is to let the horror 
and I'm using that word intentionally, the horror of our sin so pierce our hearts where we realize actually it's true. I'm needing man's praise more than I'm wanting God's praise. And that's got to pierce our hearts to the point where we repent and we realize, actually, God, why would I want the short-term fickle praise of man rather than the eternal praise of our loving Heavenly Father? So let's recognize the enemy. Let's face those giants so that we can grow in governance. Now, let me remind you of uh, the signs that we've looked at so far. Number one, good governance confronts sin. Number two, good governance enforces boundaries. Number three, good governance holds people accountable. Number four, good governance makes sure decisions get made. Number five, good governance makes things happen. And the one we're going to look at for a couple of moments now, good governance doesn't avoid crucial conversations. This is so critical to the life of a leader and to developing and growing in our leadership. Are you willing to have the awkward conversations? Whether it's that awkward conversation of holding someone accountable, whether it's challenging them about poor performance, whether it's trying to develop a better attitude because you've picked up some things, whether it's giving critical feedback, whatever it might be. It's not easy, but it's absolutely critical. In fact, I heard someone once say it simply like this, you will only be as successful as the number of awkward conversations you're willing to have. You see, to be a successful leader means you're going to have to learn to get comfortable with part of the job description being challenging people and having to have tough conversations. I want to give you an example from Scripture. And uh, this is about Esther. Esther was uh, brought in as queen while they were in, uh, in Babylon in exile. And she faced a tough situation. The Jewish people were under threat. They were about to be annihilated. And, uh, but the problem for, for the queen was she didn't have easy access to the king. In fact, the only way she could speak to the king was if he invited her into his presence. But we read in Esther chapter 4 and verse 14, this is from Mordecai. Um, and it says, if you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place. But you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for just such a time as this. In other words, this is the time, not to be silent, this is the time to take courage and to have that tough conversation. It reminds me of being in a, an elders meeting years ago where the leader at the time was sharing something and I was disagreeing inside of me but was too timid to voice my opinion and challenge him on that until I got this oof, elbow in my ribs from my loving wife who just whispered in my ear, speak. And now that's what we need to hear, leaders. There's a time to hold back, but there's a time to face our fears and speak up and have those difficult conversations. The exercising of godly governance means we have the courage to speak up and have those awkward but critical conversations. Let me leave you with a quick challenge. Good governance doesn't avoid crucial conversations. So do an honest assessment of yourself, your family, ministry, business, um, are you having the conversations in your head or, have you, or are you having the courage to go ahead and have them face to face? If it is you, it's time to repent. Remember, repentance is the invitation for God's intervention into our lives to help us change. And then how do we do it? Choose the right time. 
Not when you're full of emotion, anger. No, no. Choose the right time for that conversation. Choose the right environment. That means going privately, not publicly. And then lastly, choose the right heart to win them over. Remember, the intent, why you're doing it, needs to be so loud that they are able to receive the content. Remember, we are only as successful as the number of awkward conversations we're willing to have. So come on, leaders. Let's take courage. Let's have those conversations. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed leadership where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.